All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Royals 6-4 on Sunday to complete the three-game sweep over the Royals, winning 12-2 on Friday, 3-0 on Saturday, 6-4 on Sunday. The Yankees have now had three straight sweeps. They've won nine in a row. They've won 11 of 12. It's been a fucking amazing two weeks to be a Yankees fan. Be happy about the team, happy about life. You can go to bed happy. You're not staying up to watch lies and exaggerations from Aaron Boone even though I mean he still has those he still does those things but at least there's a better uh you know overall feeling when he does so you're not sitting there pissed off about some dumbass managerial decision or some you know terrible situational hitting which the Yankees still have those (laughs) they still have those in bunches but they keep winning they keep winning and then they keep winning because the offense has shown up it's matched the pitching, which wasn't that great in Kansas City, but when you're scoring 12 runs, you're getting a dominant pitching performance, and you're scoring six runs and a comeback win. Uh, you don't need to have you know, perfect pitching every night because the offense can be there. It can show up. It can do what it's done here uh, in what's been an awesome winning streak. And the Yankees, the, the biggest reason they've done this is because they've been able to out-hit Aaron Boone. I've always talked about this. You need to outscore. You need to out-hit Aaron Boone because when he has to get his hands on a close game, some you know he has to make managerial decisions in the late innings, it's not going to go well. It's not going to end well a lot of times. But if the offense can show up and do what they've done here uh, against Cleveland, against Baltimore, against Kansas City, you could take him right out of the equation. And that's not necessarily going to happen this week in Toronto because Toronto's a better team. <laughs> you know, they're right there with the Yankees for the division, even though they've only had a plus one run differential. They're outplaying their expected record by four games. They're still going to be there. They're the preseason AL favorite. They're supposed to win the East. They're supposed to win the American League. They're supposed to get to the World Series. Yankees aren't going to go to Toronto and continue this sweep uh, streak. It, I mean, <laughs> it would be fucking great if they did, but let's be honest. They're not going to go up there uh, and, and sweep the Blue Jays. It would be just... It'd be remarkable, but it's hard to, to expect that. It's hard to envision that. The Blue Jays are too good. They play the Yankees too well for that to happen. But this weekend in Kansas City, another pleasant series, another pleasant weekend. Um, everything just continues to go right. They get dominant pitching performances. They get offensive outbreaks. They get comeback wins. They're winning games every which way. And the biggest thing with this Yankees team is that they've been in every single game. They've played 22 games. They've won 16 of them. In the other six, they lost that Sunday night game to the Red Sox by one run. And they had many chances to, to break it open and to, and to win the game. You know, bases loaded, one out, can't score. Second and third, one out, can't score. So they lost that game, and they left 13 of 16 on. They lost to Alec Manoa and the Blue Jays, 3-0. Manoa, who always dominates them. You know, they still had chances to, to get back in that game. 3-0 loss. They lost to the Blue Jays 6-4. And they had the tying run at the plate in the 8th and the ninth, chance to get back there. Then they lost to the Orioles 2-1 in 11 innings, leaving everyone on base again. They lost to the Orioles 5-0, but that game was 0-0 in the bottom of the 8th before the Orioles broke it open. That was that Ruben and Odor game. They lost to the Tigers 3-0, and that game was 1-0 in the bottom of the 8th. So they've been in every game. Those are the only losses they've had. And they could have won all those games. It's crazy how well this team has been playing because when the hitting's there and the pitching's not or the pitching there and the hitting's not they're still playing well enough to give themselves a chance to win and they've done that 
They're 16 and 6, first place in the East, first place in the American League, first place in all of baseball. And they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're taking care of business against bad teams. The Royals are a bad team. Cleveland, bad team. Orioles, bad team. Tigers, not a good team. That's what the Yankees of you know the past have done. That's what got them to the postseason so many fucking times is beating up on the bad teams. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you need to do. And then you can play 500-ish baseball against the good teams. Like going 2-2 two and two against the Blue Jays in April, not a big deal when you go out and you beat the shit out of the Orioles and the Guardians and the Royals. Playing 500-ish against the Red Sox or the Rays, not a big deal when you stack these wins against the bad teams. They have done an outstanding job here. Really, really can't say enough about what they've done. And to be off to a 16-6 and six start, 10 games above 500, it's a mark they didn't get to until August 5th last year. Their 108th game, they got to 10 games above 500. The Yankees haven't started out well for many years now, uh, but to have this kind of start, to not just be you know sputtering around and, and dicking around and being eight and eight and nine and nine and twelve and eleven, to be sixteen and six, is is fucking outstanding. Um, over the weekend, you get the Friday game, which was a really close game. I mean, right off the bat, the Yankees have a three nothing lead in the top of the first, and then come the seventh, it's three to two. The defense was abysmal. Cortez wasn't as sharp as he's been. The, the offense, you know, just fell asleep after that first inning. Uh, but then they break it open there in the eighth and the ninth. They put up uh, a ninth spot between those two innings, and then the rain shortens the game, and there doesn't have to be a bottom of the ninth. So they get the nice 12-2 win, and uh, every starter in that game had a hit except Tim LaCastro, who <laughs> Joey Gallo needs to get healthy because I can't watch Tim LaCastro play every day. Yeah, with Miguel Andujar getting sent down with the roster, uh, losing two spots, him and Hamlin Clark-Schmidt, can't be watching LaCastro play every day. He's tough to watch. Yeah, he's really fucking fast, but he's in the outfield diving, jumping unnecessarily. Any ball that's hit to him, he thinks he has to make an acrobatic play out. I, I don't know what he's doing, but he was the only starter in that game not to get hit. Uh, six guys drove in runs. And that included Kyle Yashioka, who hit a three-run bases-clearing double, uh, which, you know, it was a ground ball double inside the bag at third. But, hey, more than he's done the fucking whole year. And Higashioka, I mean, in that one at-bat, he doubles his extra base hit total of the season from one to two. He quadrupled his RBI total from one to four. So, yeah, it was a big at-bat for him. I mean, he has a 386. OPS on the season he's he's been terrible and not just offensively he's been bad defensively he leads the league in pass balls balls fucking bouncing around left and right back there it, it looks like you know Gary Sanchez on his worst days hasn't looked as bad as Higashioka's looked in this start to the season and now he's lost his role as as personal catcher to Garrett Cole and after Cole's clunker in Detroit, I tweeted about this. I, I tweeted, Kyle Agashioka should be worried. Not only does he suck, but Garrett Cole is running out of excuses for why he sucks and eventually scapegoating Agashioka and requesting the pitch that to Jose Trevino is coming. And it came the very next start. The very next start, Cole pitched to Trevino against the Guardians. Boone lied and claimed it was something he wanted to try, as if he has any fucking say over who Cole throws to. He has no say. Since 2020, in the postseason, Garrett Cole, he pitched against the, the, the then-Indians once and the Rays twice. Higashioka, Higashioka caught both, or all three of those starts. He pitched Sanchez an opening day. 
Then he didn't pitch to Sanchez again until Gashioka had COVID. They get rid of Sanchez. He pitches to Gashioka on the first three starts of the season. So, yes, Cole picks who he throws to. Shut, shut up, boom. You don't fucking say. You're not testing anything. You're not seeing how it goes. You had no say. So Cole pitches to Trevino, dominates the Guardians. Six and two-thirds scoreless, nine Ks, one walk. There was no chance Higashioka was catching Cole his next start. And he didn't. Trevino was back there at Saturday against the Royals. And, and Boone said, don't read too much into it. Yeah, we're not reading into it. It is what it is. <laughs> Cole's pitching to Trevino from here on out. Don't, don't try to lie to us, Boone, that like it was some, you know, it had to do with the scheduling. It had nothing to do with that. And then he says, oh, well, Higashioka's starting on Sunday because it's, it's, uh, it's a lefty and he crushes left-handed pitching. No, he doesn't. He doesn't crush any pitching. He doesn't do anything well. And if, he, and if you're a Yashioka, you should be worried about your roster spot because what are you doing to help this team win? You don't hit, you're not a good defender, and the supposed magical influence you had over Garrett Cole, even th- though he was fucking awesome with, with Pittsburgh and Houston, like where was Yashioka then? <laughs> it's like he, had no, he has nothing to do with Cole's success. No personal catcher does. It didn't matter that Trevino was catching the Saturday or the week before against the Guardians or against the Royals. It didn't matter. Both those teams stink. The, the Royals have the worst offense in the league. The Indians, the Guardians, rather, have one real hitter. And so it doesn't matter if it was Gary Sanchez or Kyle Gashioka or Jose Trevino or someone from the fucking crowd who's capable of, of catching major league pitching. It didn't matter. Garakul's really fucking good. The Royals' offense is really fucking bad. That's what happens. It didn't matter that Trevino was there. But now that Coles had two straight starts, 12 and two-thirds, no runs, 15 strikeouts, three walks, Kagashioka is not catching Cole again. I have as good a chance as catching in those games as Kagashioka does. He's not getting behind the plate again. So this, this idea that, oh, they grew up playing together, oh, they're comfortable with each other, they're used to each other. It's all for naught because he's not fucking catching him anymore. And the, this whole thing about Higashioka being his personal catcher, that set the wheels in motion for Gary Sanchez eventually getting traded because first it was, oh, he can't catch Cole, then no one else wants to throw to him. Then it was, let's play Higashioka in the biggest games of the season. And eventually Sanchez is gone. So now we're at a point where he's not the catcher, so... I don't know what the fuck he's doing on the team, to be honest. And, and maybe he won't be there the whole season if this continues. Uh, but he's not catching him anytime soon, that's for sure. Um, Glaber Torres, you know, nice two games to start the series in Kansas City. But for the season, I mean, he's still hitting 222 with a 261 on base, 397 slugging. Even if you go back to when this 11 wins and 12 started, you know, he's got a 294 on base, 763 OPS. He hasn't been good. He's had some games here and there where he has a moment. But the dumb moments, his his bad fielding, his bad baseball IQ, the fact that he thought he could outrun uh, Bobby Wood Jr. the other day, I don't know what the fuck the guy's doing. And it's to see him bat fifth that time, what a batting fifth? He's not even good enough to be in the fucking starting lineup most of the time. Why is he batting fifth when he does play? And going back to that Detroit series, 11 wins, last 12 games, Torres has played eight of those games, or started eight of those games, rather. Started eight of those games. Seven of them he started at second base, which means in the Yankees' last 12 games, seven times D.J. LeMahieu didn't start at second base. The guy who's won 
two gold gloves at second base, is being forced off the position so that the Yankees can force Glaber Torres into the lineup. I'm, I'm going to keep talking about this until he's no longer a Yankee because that's how ridiculous it is. It deserves to be talked about that much. He has no fucking business playing second base over DJ LeMahieu as often as he does. It's crazy. The best Yankees infield is Donaldson at third, Akaida for left at short, LeMahieu at second, Rizzo at first. The problem is LeMahieu is never playing second because Torres needs to fucking play for some reason. And the other problem is Donaldson never plays third. Donaldson has played third 13 times this season. This, this season is 22 games old. He's played it in about half the games, 59% of the time. This is a guy the Yankees traded for oh, $48 million to to play third base, and he never plays third base. And what went on with Stanton being the DH and not playing the outfield with the drop-off in production is happening for Donaldson, too. It's happened here on a much smaller sample size than season's worth of Stanton being a DH and not playing the outfield. But Donaldson has a 777 OPS when he plays third and a 487 when he when he's a DH because it's hard to sit around and just bat and then sit around and then just bat again. It's fucking hard. It's really fucking hard. Every player who's ever had to do it has talked about how hard it is, how they don't like it. They don't feel like they're in the flow of the game. They don't feel like there's a rhythm to their day, to their game. So play the guy at fucking third base. This is what he's here for. He's only making $24 million this year. Not to sit around like he did on Friday against Chris Bubich, who he had more at-bats than any other Yankee. 12 against Bubich. And he's sitting on the bench. Guy had a 12.42 OPS against him. He's sitting on the bench. And granted, the Yankees won, but it's not like they won because of what they did against Bubik, who they did it against the bullpen. Just makes no sense. And it's hard to, to, to be upset right now. Obviously, the Yankees have won nine straight their first place, but they need to optimize every aspect of the fucking roster here. That, that, that's what I'm trying to do when I, you know, in what people would consider whining or complaining. I'm not. I'm just being realistic about their situation. They're not going to run away and hide with the East. They're not going to run away and hide with the American League, get wrap up first place and sit around in September. That's not going to happen. So across this 162-game season, they need to optimize each opportunity. Playing Glaber over DJ at second, not playing Donaldson at third, batting towards fifth, these aren't optimizing the opportunities. So don't take this as me whining or complaining. I'm just trying to get the most out of this team. I want the most out of this team. I want them to win the fucking World Series for the first time in 13 years. That's what I want. Uh, Pitching-wise, you know, Nestor wasn't sharp, but he was good enough. Cole was dominant. Severino had to grind through the start. And to see Severino in the fourth inning just grinding, he has 28 pitches, I think he was at, or or maybe that was a third, but just too many high-stress pitches, guys on all over the place giving up runs. Take him out of the fucking game, Boone. What are you doing? Severino missed basically all of 2019, except for the last couple weeks of September, missed all of 2020, missed all of 2021, except for the last few weeks. The guy just hasn't pitched in three years, and you're having him out there throwing high-stress pitches in the 22nd game of the season against the Royals in the fourth inning, and fucking, what are we doing? You want him to get hurt doing that? If, If Severino gets hurt at the end of the season because he's fatigued, he's worn down, he's overworked, and it's the postseason and something happens, fine, but don't blow it. Because you're trying to get extra pitches or steal outs. What do you do? I don't know what you're doing. Especially with this bullpen, with the expanded rosters, with Clark Schmidt out there, who hadn't pitched in 13 days. No fucking clue. Just irresponsible managing by Boone there. And 
You could make the case Severino shouldn't have been out there for the fourth. He goes back out, first two guys reach, he should be out of the game. He lets him finish the fourth. He goes back out for the fifth. And regardless of the fact that he pitched a scoreless fifth, what was he doing back out there? It was just crazy. Crazy. And, and Schmidt was out there. He was ready. And he came in. He got through a scoreless sixth. I mean, he, he got fucked and he got sent down after the game because the roster size had to decrease by two. But, you know, he wasn't really serving a purpose. I mean, he ended up pitching 13 days. This is the Yankees' top pitching prospect. Uh, he is their most important depth piece for a rota- from a rotation standpoint. He needs a pitch. So having him sit around the bullpen, yes, that's good for Clark Schmidt's bank account. That's good for his service time clock. It's not good for the Yankees overall because eventually they're going to need a starter, and you don't want to have to dip down in the minors and pick someone out who really has no business getting called up just because it's their turn or it's their day's matchup. You want it to be Schmidt. So he'll go down. He'll come back up. Maybe as a starter, maybe as a reliever, but he'll come back up and he'll help this team like he's done all season. Um, Rizzo, another home run in the opener. Stanton, you know, another home run for him. Judge, another outstanding series. And I'll never say that Judge was right in turning down the offer, $230 million over seven years. More than fair. I don't think he deserves. I don't think he'll ever get the Mike Trout annual salary. I don't think he'll beat that. Um, but another big series for him, and he's doing everything he can to do that. He's doing everything he can to beat that $230 million offer, and good, good. I hope he gets it. I hope he beats it, because that means he'll have a big year. That'll help the Yankees have a big year as well. Um, DJ LeMahieu back in the leadoff spot looks like permanently. He's been awesome. I never once got on LeMahieu last year because of how good he was in 19-20. and 20. It wouldn't have been fair to get on him last year, and I loved him as a player, so I wouldn't have gotten on him anyway. Um, but he's been great. He's back. All the Yankees fans who fucking chirped about him, you know, just being an automatic out. Why is he leading off too many ground balls last year? They can all shut up now because now that he's healthy and his hernia is fixed, he's back. Um, and Yankees Blue Jays is back as well. Monday night in Toronto kicks off. The Yankees whole team will be there completely vaccinated. So about time that's taken care of. No one has to be left behind in the United States. Um, They'll see Ross Stripling. The Yankees will counter with Jordan Montgomery. <laughs> it could be an offense. It's one of those games you think it's going to be an offensive, you know, 8-7, you know, 9-6 game or something crazy, but it'll probably end up being, you know, 2-1, 3-2. Uh, but either way, it's a big fucking series. These series against the Blue Jays are the biggest of the season. You go and you beat up the bad teams, you're supposed to do that. Now you have to play well against the Blue Jays because it's the Yankees or the Blue Jays this year. The Rays and the Red Sox, they'll be a pest. They'll be in the, They'll be there just to, you know, try to fuck with you. But it's Yankees, Blue Jays. Have to have a big series here in Toronto. So don't have to go sweep them, but don't get swept on the other end. So that'll do it for today. Yankees, Blue Jays, Monday night. I'll be back after the game uh, to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.